Blog Talk Radio. Stopping by, saying hello, um, 
to the family, finding out what's going on today or this week for this week and what's happening next week. So you have to forgive me. I'm just just got in, hanging out with the family over at Billy's. Um, I don't know if y'all knew it or not, but uh, yesterday we uh, had a little party for Miss Elizabeth for graduation. Was y'all just all hanging over to Billy's and. I'm a little out of breath. I just actually come in the door not even five minutes ago. But anyway, how's everybody doing? Hopefully everybody's doing well. I really mean that. Hopefully everybody has um, had a good Sunday and chilling and hanging out with the family. I know Sunday nights, and that's the time normally families hang out together. So um, y'all have to bear with me because, like I said, I just ran up some stairs. I'm a little bit out of breath. But anyway, a lot happened over the family uh, this week, hopefully, y'all will call in with even more information than I have, because I have very little again. I'm still not getting a lot of people calling in telling me um, different things happening like I would like. I know some things, but I know that there's a whole lot more going on in this family, so I'm just hoping y'all step up to the plate and do that. But anyway, moving right along. Um, tonight, we're going to do several things, but before I even begin, I do want to take a little small break. Like I said, I just walked in. And I want to um, uh, just just organize myself just a little bit and allow a few more family members to come. Um, for those that are already listening, tune in. Again, I want to thank you. I want to thank you. And I want to thank you, and I mean that. Um, it's always good to have people on time, ready to go, you know. And um, I mean, it means a lot to me. When you're doing these shows, you need support. I'm telling you, you need people to. Um, to back you. You just need it. So I just, again, want to thank everybody for being on time. And those also you that those of you that also have supported in other ways by encouragement, thank you for that. Um, several of y'all have said to me this is a very good idea for the family. And um, that is really the one reason, I'm not going to say the one reason, but that's one of the reasons that uh I continue to do what I do because uh, it is truly, truly, truly not easy doing this. And um, but it is rewarding, I must add. It, it really is rewarding um, because when family do come forth and they do contribute, it's just a I don't know what else to say. Just a great feeling to know that you know. Uh, your family is supporting you. So I really, really, really appreciate it. And uh, so having said that, a lot coming at you. Like I said, let's just take a small little break here, and uh, we'll just be right back. I think I'm going to play a song that's been real popular with us, and uh, it's For Every Mountain by Kelly Price. This song just won't go away. It's so popular on the net, and then a lot of you like it. It's just one of those songs that just won't go away. So I'll be right back after this uh, very infamous piece by Kelly Price for every mountain. All right, and we'll be back shortly.
problem I've ever faced in my life, Lord. Lord, you have mercy and you have grace on me to see me through, Lord, forever.
Kelly Price, the one and only Kelly Price. Wow. Again, I want to thank you for joining us for another episode of the Book of Douglas Family Network. We are trying to network some things in the And the uh, question I have for you, listener, is what are you doing to make this a success? Uh, we're not looking for something every week from you. We're not even looking for something from every month from you. Everybody would just every once in a while contribute, letting us know what's happening around the family. We're going to need that to be together. We're going to need togetherness. You're going to need some network. Maybe if you don't want to network with your family, I understand. You know, sometimes, you know, the Bible says a, a prophet, which goes relevant for other other people, is not with honor in his hometown. In other words, somebody that stands up for themselves and speaks the truth is not with honor in his hometown. That's been like that forever. So I know how it is with family. Nobody trusts nobody. Everybody against everybody. Competition, com- competition here, competition there. You know, sisters, brothers fighting among themselves, and they have children. And I know how that goes with every family under the sun. Our family is no exception. We're not better than anybody else. If our families go through it, guess what? We're going to go through it too. So I know, I know, I've heard, I've heard, I've seen, I've seen. But I still think there are those in every family that want to make a change. And that's what we're trying to do. I'm not trying to say... uh, I'm the hero here. I got issues. My issues have issues. Okay, but uh, I just feel like uh, somebody got to come up with an idea, and then somebody else got to take that idea and run with it and make it make it a uh, make it a reality. Uh, uh, no, that's not what I meant to say. Somebody has to spearhead something. Okay, just like we had somebody that once thought of. Uh, uh, somebody has to think of the browser. And then Yahoo come along. Then Google come along. The next thing you know, who's the number one browser search engine in the world? It's now Google. Did Google start it, the concept? Nope. So you don't always have to be the person that starts something. So what? So what? I might have been the one that said, okay, let's have this family thing. But some of y'all got way more talent than I got, and you can come along and you can say, well, let's do this with this idea, let's do that with this idea, or let's take all the listeners and let's move to another site, or let's do this or let's do that. This is what it takes, folks. But, you know, I sometimes feel, and I'm just, just having a little talk here, then we're going to get into the show, just a little short talk. Bear with me another one or two minutes. But sometimes I feel like I'm out here by myself with this idea. I mean, yes, we got the people that come and listen afterwards, but it's like, why is it nobody ever have time to listen live? I mean, we get several people. We can get up to maybe 30 people sometime listening live. But then in the archives, I may get up to 70 people. And I know everybody's not that busy, but anyway, you've heard it from me. That's just my little pet peeve there. I have to throw it out. And I'm sure all families, all families, all families have these same issues, so um, I think the most out of it, I know that otherwise I would just really give up. But uh, 
this must go on, okay? And what I'm thinking about doing is even opening this up to where it's no longer just a Booker Douglas thing, but to anybody on the Internet, internet that want to listen can listen because you'd be surprised how many people will listen and not even family members because they'll enjoy the entertainment. They'll enjoy the shows. They'll enjoy the blogs. I mean, uh, they'll enjoy the, um, the whatever that we're doing. So kind of bent towards that direction, to tell you the truth. But on a lighter note, let's do something a little different. I'm going to go ahead and go into the comedy part just to kind of loosen things up. I've had my little say, and I don't want y'all to think I'm just trying to be somebody's daddy. I'm not. I'm just, y'all know how hard things could be if you're always pulling uh, pulling ideas and everybody's saying, that's your show, your show. And it's so much not my show. Again, if y'all want to hear my show, tune in on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 11 o'clock at night, and you will hear something that I will say with 100% is my show. Okay, here's a little comedy that y'all are just gonna crack up on. This is guy is uh, 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 Kunde, Akin, Akin Tunde. Some of y'all are laughing because y'all know I'm mispronouncing his name, but y'all know who this guy is. Very funny guy. I thought I would do a little bit of him since I've been wearing out Ricky Smiley. Get his brother a chance, and we'll be right back. It's, it's a lot of interest now in the life of Christ, and that's beautiful. People asking questions, you know, secular people asking questions. I heard somebody that asked this question, they posed this question, and I thought it was interesting. They asked, well, was Jesus married? And I was like, wow, no, the scripture doesn't say that. Yeah. That's all you got to go by. And I thought about it, I said, wow, what if Jesus was married? You can imagine that. Can you imagine the pressure that would be? You, you done took the, the form of man to come to this earth to do nothing but die for our sins. And look, and you got pressure of being mad on top of that? That's pressure. Uh, Mary mentioned a test what I'm saying. You God on this earth, performing miracles to die for our sins. You come home from hard day's work, wife waiting to look at you. Where you been, Jesus? Huh? Where you been, huh? Where you been, Jesus? You been gone for a while. So you mean tell me you've been gone for 40 days, and I'm supposed to believe that you just in the woods fasting and praying. Mm-mm. I'm going to look like a fool with you, Jesus. I'm tired of this here, Jesus. I'm sick of this here. You probably was out with your little 12 friends. They're always following you around. I can't stand none of them. I don't trust none of them. Peter, I don't know. You're going to turn them as soon as you get a chance. Trust none of them. Now they gotta follow you around. You have to wait on you to feed them and all of that. It don't make this don't make no sense. I'm sick of this. And I'm I'm hearing things in the street, Jesus. What's this about some woman crying and washing her feet, your feet with her tears? What's up with that, Jesus? Huh? Why she gotta put her hands on your feet, Jesus? I'm sick of this here. Some other woman took on around tell people all she had to do was touch your garment. I, I don't appreciate that. What, what she got to put her hands on you, Jesus? Try to this, Jesus. I need, I need me. You saved everybody. You need to save your marriage. For me, I need you to talk to me, Jesus. How come every time I ask you something, you gotta answer me in parables? And talk to me, Jesus. Talk to me. 
that expression. <laughs> Imagine no. Imagine the pressure no. You've been building an ark for a hundred years, and it ain't rained yet. It ain't never rained before, you white woman. No, she doesn't that big old thing in our yard. Spend all our money building this doggone thing. I'm just going to rain. You need to tear that thing down and get our money back. It ain't never rained before. Got these nasty animals in my backyard. Get them nasty animals out my backyard. Got me round here itching. I'm sick of this noise. Come on, I think I'm getting on the ship with you and all them animals. You got no thing coming. I ain't going. And my turn ain't going neither. That is pressure. Imagine Jonah. Imagine Jonah coming back home after three days. You come home and tell your wife you've been going in the belly of a whale. Where you been, Jonah? You been going since Thursday. You gonna come in here and tell me that you was in a whale? That's all you can come up with? Girl, he said a whale. He been gone all weekend. A whale, girl. <laughs> that is question. If y'all ain't laughing, I don't know what to tell you. Something wrong with y'all. That is crazy, crazy, crazy. Anyway, this guy named, just so everybody knows, and I always forget to say who was it that was making us laugh. It's a Christian comedian by the name. He just got saved, as a matter of fact. He used to hang out with Monique down and wind up coming down on hard times and uh, got saved. His, his name is Akintunde, if I'm pronouncing that right. Some of y'all know him. Okay, good. But some of y'all don't. Akintunde. Uh, A-K-I-N-T-U-N-D-E. Very, very funny man. Funny man. Y'all know that's crazy funny. But anyway, now we'll try to, like I say, play every single week. Somebody um, um, to make you laugh. When Ricky smile, I've been wearing him out, and, and uh, I want to keep it clean. So that's why I thought I'd bring that brother in. But anyway. I have another clip by him I'll play a little later on if y'all are, if hopefully you're hanging around. But anyway, welcome to another episode of uh, Blog Talk Radio. This is the show, the Book of Douglas Family Friends Network. And tonight we do not, do not, I repeat, do not have a guest like we did last week. We have a table topic. Table topic means just something to discuss. Some of y'all have been saying, why don't we discuss something? Why don't we discuss something? I'm trying not to have these discussions because I, I really don't want to be arguing with nobody about nothing these days especially family, uh, so that's why I've been staying away from any type of debate. You know, Donna 
Uh, we're supposed to do a show. Hopefully she's still to do it where she's going to talk with the young people and what they're going through. That's her thing. I'll let her wrestle it with that lion. But I was just wanting to interview people, keep it positive, keep it upbeat. But some of y'all keep saying, well, why don't we talk about something? You know, these people are going through stuff. And, and I've heard left several people say it. So what we'll do tonight, like we did last week, last week we talked about, I think the topic was what do you do about religious people that's uh, controlling and, uh, how did it go? Oppressive. Oppressive controlling people in the church. Oppressive controlling people in the church. And we talked about pastors and bishops and everybody being, you know, we talked about that. That was last week. This week, to be very honest with you, it's more like an open open forum. I'm just going to uh, just kind of go with the flow, whatever. Anyone y'all want to talk about, press 1 if you're in the phone, on the phone line. If you're in the chat room and you want to, some of y'all, in the, I see people in the chat room, if you want to talk about something, type it out, and we'll, we'll go we'll go with your direction. If I don't get any, any suggestions, y'all sit back and just watch like some of y'all do, uh, which is okay sometimes. Uh, then I'll just pick something. Otherwise... Otherwise, we'll go with what you have to uh, ask. So any young people out there got a question, comment, let me know. All right? Older people, question, comment, let me know. Otherwise, I won't know what's on your mind unless you share it with me, okay? So anyway, um, I want to just thank you all again for those of you all that are listening right now because that means you're on time. Really appreciate that. This is just a little something we do every week, you know, like I said, it ain't designed for, for y'all to listen every single week. It's not designed for that. It's only designed for you to listen, you know, when you can. Somebody got to do it every week, and until people step up and want to host a co-host, it'll just be me. You'll just be hearing my voice. But I've sent sent out the call. Anybody that want to do the show, feel free to. You can interview whoever you want. You can talk about whatever you want, as long as you just keep it up, be positive. I really want us to stick to that agenda. So anyway, let's just go ahead and do some things we've been trying to do every single week. And one is talk about the weather. So you don't have to listen to the weather tonight with your local AB, with your local affiliates. You can just listen to your cousin or brother or, or daddy, Seth, or nephew, Seth, and uh, we get this taken care of. Tonight, right now, it's about 88. I know it don't feel 88, but it surely is. It's uh, at 7 miles per hour. Tomorrow, tomorrow is going to be hot and sunny, clear. 95 is the high, low is 73. Tuesday, they're talking about thunderstorms. Thunderstorms, um, possible rain, 95%, uh, excuse me, 95 is the high, 72 is going to be the low. And on Wednesday, uh, not as hot. Dag, Monday and Tuesday is going to be hot, 95. And then Wednesday is going to be 90 is the highest, which is not that bad. Uh, with a low of uh, 72. So that is your forecast all the way through Wednesday. Hot, hot, hot. This is when I miss those Ohio days. Uh, this is the only time I miss the Ohio days when it gets this hot. But anyway, let's talk about what's going on at the box offices, the, the box office movies. Uh, a lot of y'all been darting. I mean, uh, hold on a second here. Let me make sure I got the proper week. Yep, this is the week. This is the way the movies go, folks. For those of y'all that's interested in the movies, what we'll do is we'll start, we'll do the top ten and move from, we'll start from ten all the way up to the very, to, to the top movie, okay? Number ten right now uh, is going to be For Greater Glory, 
Can y'all believe for greater glory is number 10? Well, it is. It is gross. Uh, I don't really like the way they're doing this. Mm. Okay, we'll go ahead. For the weekend, it grossed 1 million, 1.8 million. And number nine, uh, Chernobyl Diaries. I'm probably butchering that name. They uh, had a weekend box office of um, $3 million. Three, yeah, $3 million. And then Dark Shadows um, is at number eight, came in number eight for the weekend, $3.8 million. Up uh, to date, that one's at, right at $70 million to date. And uh, number seven is What to Expect When You're Expecting. I know y'all heard about that movie. This 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 grows uh, over the weekend, $4.4 million. Eight, it has grown $30 million. Number six, The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. Uh, this particular movie has grossed $4.6 million. To date, $25 million. Coming in number five, a movie I want to go see personally. Hopefully I get to see it sooner or later. Number five is The Dictator, that crazy guy. I always like his human. Uh, $4.7 million over the weekends, up to date, $50 million. To date, $50 million. Number four, coming in number four, Battleship. This movie grows 4.8 over the uh, 4.8 million over the weekend to date. It's been 55 million. Some of y'all care about these numbers. <laughs> others, you, others of you could probably care less. But it's, it gives you an idea how much these movies are making for real. Uh, Marvels, the and Avengers. Marvels, the Avengers come in at number three. This movie was number one, I think, last week. No, Men in Black was number one last week. But anyway, it grows twenty million, twenty point two million over the weekend, five hundred and fifty two point seven million today. Now that is crazy. That's half a billion dollars one movie. I can't wrap my mind around that. That movie has done real good. That'd be another movie I want to see, just out of curiosity. Coming at number two. Y'all want to take a guess as to what it is? Coming in at number two, number two, number two, at $29.3 million. Men in Black, part three. To date, $112.3 million. That's a fifth of Marvel's The Avengers. So this movie, uh, Marvel's The Avengers, has been out there for a while and is doing real good. Number one movie over the weekend. The number one movie over the weekend. Y'all want to guess what it is? Want to guess? Want to guess? Want to guess? Go ahead, guess among yourselves. The number one movie over the weekend has been Snow White and the Huntsman. This movie has grossed a whopping fifty-six point two million over the weekend. Fifty-six million to date. Interesting. 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 All right. So anyway, we'll do that every week, just a little something different, just to kind of, like I say, just to get y'all minds uh, turning there, get your brains turning. So anyway, I want to just go ahead and uh, just uh, kind of go over some family activities that happened over the weekend. Again, I'm not hearing from y'all, some of y'all. And so the only thing I know of in terms of graduations was the graduation of Elizabeth, we call her Liz McVeigh over the weekend. She graduated on Wednesday from the, uh, uh, I have to think, TCU. 
So if y'all missed that graduation, Mr. Nice Little Treat, it was, I, I always like going to him. So anyway, Liz graduated, I think it was on Wednesday, pretty sure it was on Wednesday, at uh, 7 p.m. from TCU. So uh, if you get a chance, Facebook her and uh, give a shout-out, all right? Um, and like I said, before that, before that, before this week, last week it was Caleb uh, Howard and uh, Dominique Davis, uh, Dominique Davis's Tyrone's son. Y'all know Tyrone, which is uh, Aunt Robbie's grandson, Gerald's son. So he graduated week before last. Caleb Howard Moppy's son, my sister graduated. Um, my sister's son graduated week before last, and like I said, uh, Elizabeth. McVeigh graduated last week. So holler at them ex-seniors and let them know you appreciate them and, and, and all that good stuff. Folks, tonight, uh, hopefully we'll hear from Aunt Robbie. Last week she didn't call. I'm, I would assume she had a good reason. So we'll see if she calls this week uh, with her inspirational thought. And in the meantime, um, if she don't, we'll do something else with inspiration. We definitely ain't lacking inspiration, that's for sure. We can we got so much to share for encouragement. And if if we don't, I don't know what to say. Because as long as I've been living the planet, some of y'all been living, I know we got something inspirational we can share. So that'll happen uh in a little bit here if ain't Robbie don't call. So hopefully she will call and do her thing. We won't have to fill that gap. Otherwise we will. All right, so a little later on, I'm going to play a few things I played last week only because some of y'all really liked them, and I got to – whenever I get a compliment, somebody say, oh, I enjoyed that, I consider repeating because I don't know what people like, and some of y'all are so shy. Like I said, you go and listen to the archives, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Had it not been for archives, we would have canceled this show a long time ago. So you'll go in after the show is off and listen, and that's good because I think one – last week I think we had uh, – Almost 70 people listen to the show, which is high for a family. Uh, There's only 50 people on Facebook. I think I count like 50 or 49. So I don't know who the other 19 people are. So that's a good thing when you see uh, that many people listen to the show. So I appreciate that. And that is another reason I continue to do this. So that's why I won't give up on it. But I sure would like to hear from y'all while we're live like this. It just makes the show better. You can Comment and people can get to hear you. So one of the things what we'll do today is we'll play Verna May's clip again because some of y'all uh, didn't get a chance to write down there. Even though she did this two weeks ago, and I played it last week for the second time. This is going to be the third time I played Verna May, but Verna May is talking about there's a deadline that she wants us to meet, the family to meet, to try to, if we want to do business with the government as far as the way she do it. Um, so we're going to play her um a little later on. So just to let you know what's coming up in the show, uh, we'll, we'll do Run May. Uh, we'll play her, and we'll have some health information going forth in a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about that a little later on in the show, I meant. And uh, comedy, more comedy coming at you. And uh, the rest of this I'll just let y'all hear from. I'm not going to tell y'all everything. That way you won't know you'll be anticipating something. So I'm not going to tell y'all every single thing we're going to do. That just gives some ideas of what you, what's about to happen, okay? Like I said, every single week we're going to hear from the President of the United States. I just feel like it's the right thing to do. 
yes, I support Obama, and I don't. I do think that the man is being used by the powers that be. I do think some of the things he do is straight up demonic. I do think some of the things he do is straight up anti-God. I surely do. I don't agree with his stance on, on the gay rights, the gay marriage. I don't agree with his stance on abortion. But, however, when you weigh the evils, in other words, you look at what these other folks are talking about doing and what these other people have a history of doing and uh, the Republicans' agenda, how they have been so oppressive over the, the century, really. And, and, and uh, it's just the truth, folks. It's just the truth. Obama is the lesser of the evils. And um, and there I go again saying Obama. I remember I was talking about last week we need to quit doing that and call the man President Obama. That's one of the first things that I was going to mention today, how we disrespect this man. He is the President of the United States. And if you was President, you want everybody to call you uh, President, whoever. So we're going to honor him by every single week doing this weekly address. Obama, every single week, sat down in front of the camera, every single week, sat down in front of the camera, camera, if I can talk tonight, and he does a weekly address, kind of keeping everybody up on what he's doing, what he's about, what he's trying to do, so we'll be on the same page with him. So we're going to let the president speak for a few minutes, and then we're going to finish the show, all right? Check this out. This is the President of the United States giving the weekly address. This is what's happened just over this week, what, what he has done and plan on doing. Check this out. Today I'm at one of Honeywell's manufacturing facilities in Golden Valley, Minnesota, where I just announced a step that will make it easier for companies to hire returning service members who have the skills our country needs right now. It's another part of our effort to make sure that no American who fights for this country abroad has to fight for a job when they come home. That's why businesses like Honeywell are answering our challenge to hire 100,000 post-9-11 veterans and their spouses by the end of next year. That's why I've directed the government to hire over 200,000 veterans so far, because our economy needs their tremendous talent and because millions of Americans are still looking for a job. Right now, this country is still fighting our way back from the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression. The economy is growing again, but it's not growing as fast as we'd like. Our businesses have created almost 4.3 million new jobs over the last 27 months. But as we learned in this week's jobs report, we're not creating them fast enough. And just like last year at this time, our economy faces some serious headwinds. Gas prices are starting to come down again, but when they spiked over the last few months, it hit people's wallets pretty hard. The crisis in Europe's economy is casting a shadow on our own. And all of this makes it even more challenging to fully recover and lay the foundation for an economy that's built to last. But from the moment we first took action to prevent another depression, we knew the road to recovery wouldn't be easy. We knew it would take time, that there would be ups and downs along the way. But we also knew that if we were willing to act wisely and boldly, and together. If we were willing to keep at it and never quit, we'd come back stronger. Nothing has shaken my faith in that belief. We will come back stronger. We do have better days ahead, and it's because of you. I'd place my bet on American workers and American businesses any day of the week. You're the reason our auto industry has come roaring back. You're the reason manufacturing is hiring at its fastest pace since the 1990s. You work hard. You play by the rules. And what you deserve are leaders who will do the same, who will do whatever it takes to fight for the middle class and grow this economy faster. 
Because while we can't fully control everything that happens in other parts of the world, there are plenty of things we can control here at home. There are plenty of steps we can take right now to continue to create jobs and grow this economy. I sent Congress a jobs bill last September full of the kinds of bipartisan ideas that would have put our fellow Americans back to work and helped reinforce our economy against those outside shocks. I sent them a plan that would have reduced the deficit by $4 trillion in a way that's balanced, that pays for the job-creating investments we need by cutting unnecessary spending and asking the wealthiest Americans to pay a little more in taxes. Since then, Congress has only passed a few parts of that jobs bill, like a tax cut that's allowing working Americans to keep more of your paycheck every week. And that's important, but Congress hasn't acted on enough of the other ideas in that bill that would make a difference and help create jobs right now. There's no excuse for that. Not when so many people are still looking for work. Not when so many people are still struggling to pay the bills. So my message to Congress is, let's get to work. Right now, Congress should pass a bill to help states prevent more layoffs so we can put thousands of teachers and firefighters and police officers back on the job. Congress should have passed a bill a long time ago to put thousands of construction workers back on the job rebuilding our roads and our bridges and our runways. Instead of just talking a good game about job creators, Congress should give small business owners a tax break for hiring more workers and paying them higher wages. Let's get all that done. Right now, Congress should give every responsible homeowner the opportunity to save an average of $3,000 a year by refinancing their mortgage. Next week, there's a vote in Congress on a bill that would give working women the tools they need to demand equal pay for equal work. Ensuring paycheck fairness for women should be a no-brainer, and they need to pass that bill. Right now, Congress also needs to extend tax credits for clean energy manufacturers that are set to expire at the end of the year so that we don't walk away from 40,000 good jobs that are being created. And it's long past time for Congress to end the tax breaks for companies that ship jobs overseas and use that money to cover moving expenses for companies that are bringing jobs back to America. It's not lost on anybody that this is an election year. But we've got responsibilities that are bigger than an election. We've got responsibilities to you. With so many people struggling to get by, now is not the time to play politics. Now is not the time for Congress to sit on its hands. The American people expect their leaders to work hard no matter what year it is. That's what I intend to do. And I expect Democrats and Republicans to join me. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock save you money and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean clean with micro plant powder. Visit us at hempusa.org or call 908-691-2608 today. 
If you're taking one, two, five, or more nutritional supplements, please stop. Simplify your supplementation with BioSuperfood, the most advanced nutritional whole food supplement you can buy. Men, women, children, even Olympic athletes the world over have discovered BioSuperfood from BioAge.com. And now take just one nutritional supplement instead of many. The BioSuperfood formulas are whole food products composed with four of the most nutrient-dense algae found on Earth. BioSuperfood for the brain helps with focus, memory, clarity, and mood. If you can increase brain health, the rest of the body is a no-brainer. BioSuperfood has zero toxicity and it's safe for you and your family. Learn more and order your BioSuperfood formulas at BioAge.com. Spelled B-I-O-A-G-E.com. BioAge.com. Or call 877-288-9116. That's 877-288-9116. BioAge, the age of advanced organics. This is Caleb Booker, better known as Uncle Bud, and you're listening to the Booker Douglas Family Friend Network. Enjoy the show. This is Kayla. This is Lydia. You're listening to the Booker Douglas Family and Friends Network. Enjoy the show. This is Arlene Turner, Seth's wife. You're listening to the Booker and Douglas Family Friends Network. Enjoy the show. Okay, we're back, folks. Again, I want to thank everybody, those of you in the chat room phone, uh, and the phone lines. Um, thank you all for being uh, still listening and checking us out. Uh, if you have questions on the phone lines, I know you all should know this, and I'll get tired of saying it, but you have to always say it because some people are new and they listen for the first time. So if you're on the phone lines, you have a question or comment, press 1. If you're in the chat room, question or comment, Type in your question. Remember, if you do not register with Blog Talk Radio, it's going to only show you as a guest, and you cannot comment in the chat room. If you want to comment, you have to go to Blog Talk Radio, register real quick. It's only going to ask you for your email address. Just give me your email address, and they'll give you, well, you'll be allowed to pick your screen name. Once you get a screen name, just like Donald Shaw did last week, you'll be able to, um, we'll see you, and we can talk to you, and you can talk to us or me, Okay. So anyway, you are listening to the Book of Douglas Family Friends Network, and uh, again, we're just trying to network with family. No big thing, no big, just just a little show, trying to just keep people informed of what's going on around the families, and, and do a little bit of education in the meantime. If you don't already know some of this stuff we talk about, some of y'all know better than I do, and that's good. Some of y'all don't know, and that's the ones, the reasons why we plan and saying some of the things and doing some of the things we're doing. Okay, that was the president earlier. Uh, again, I strongly recommend supporting um, President Obama in his second term. Yes, he is about big government. No, I'm not for big government. However, when the previous president have already given away everything to his buddies and rich, somebody got to level the playing field. And two wrongs don't like make a right, as sister soldiers say, but it blank does make it even. <laughs> Again, she said, two wrongs don't make a right, but it sure does beep, makes it even. So, anyway, we need a little bit of justice. That's all there is to it. All right, folks, this is a, a little health clip I want to play real quick. Just a little reminder, some of y'all already know this. Good if you do. If you don't, guess what? You get to know. This is a little health information I think very important for the family. No, check this out. 
Your health information, your rights. Whether your health information is stored on paper or electronically, you have the right to keep it private. Those rights are protected under a law known as HIPAA, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. HIPAA gives you important rights. First off, you have the right to see or get a copy of your medical records. Sometimes you might not be able to see certain parts of the full record, but you always have the right to ask. If you find a mistake in your record, you have the right to request to have it corrected. If you disagree with your doctor or health plan about certain information in your record, you have a right to submit a written statement of disagreement that will be kept with your record. You also have the right to know how your health information is used and shared. Now, your provider is allowed to share your information for certain reasons without asking you first, like when your doctors work together to determine how to best treat you when you're sick, or to report the flu when it's in your area. But in general, your providers can't give information to an employer, for example, without your permission. And if you'd like to know who has seen your health information, you have the right to get a report. That's called an accounting of disclosures. HIPAA gives you the right to say how you want to be contacted. For example, you can tell your provider what phone number they should call to contact you and whether they can leave a message. HIPAA also gives you the right to request that your information not be shared with certain people or organizations. All these rights are spelled out in the Notice of Privacy Practices, which is usually given to you or posted at your doctor's office or hospital. Be sure to read this notice carefully. It lets you know exactly how your information will be used and shared and how your rights are being protected. And lastly, if you think any of these rights have been violated, you have the right to file a complaint. We're serious about working with you to protect your health information. Know your rights. To get started, just visit the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Office for Civil Rights at hhs.gov OCR. That y'all didn't know that, did you? Just a little bit of information, a little bit of stuff, different stuff I've come across, and I know some of y'all want to hear that. Some of y'all have suggested some of this stuff. Um, I did mention last week we were going to do something called Did You Know? Just a little portion of the show where we play this little game. Like I told you, I taught my kids this game years ago, and we ain't played it in a long time. I actually brought it today over to Billy's out of, uh, be, out of being silly, but it is a serious game. And it's called Did You Know? And what I would do with the kids back in the day was I would say to Lydia and Josiah when it was little, uh, talk about different things you learned today by way of asking. Uh, Josiah, you asked Lydia, did you know? And just mention something you learned. And Actually, it was Ken and Josiah, excuse me. And Lydia would be kind of listening in. But they would just try to compete and just see, well, did you know this? Well, did you know that? Well, did you know this? Did you know that? Different things they learned. And in the meantime, you'd be surprised to know how that little game can just really be very informative because, you know, it's been a long time since we've been in the eighth grade, seventh grade, sixth grade, and some some of what we they, these kids are learning is just a flat-out education for us hearing it all over again because we just forgot so much of this stuff. So they would talk about different things in history, what well, Josiah, did you know, blah, 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 and Kenny would say, well, did you know this? And he will talk about something he learned and, you know, chemistry or whatever class he was taking, just I try to come back. And uh, if they already knew it, if one of them said, well, I already knew that, then the other one had to go again. If they knew that, they had to go again. You had to go until the person didn't know it. 
So it's kind of like that, even though I can't talk to y'all back. I actually can if y'all want to talk back to me. But this is just a little something i come across, and I just want to know, did you know this? Okay, did you know what I'm about to share? And what this is, is uh, this is uh, <laughs> some of y'all might have known this, knew this, but some of y'all may not have known this. But did you know that the USA alone, with only 6% of the world's population, that's 6% of the world's population, consumes 30% of its resources. This is of the world's resources. One more time. Did y'all know that the USA alone, with only 6% of the world's population, consumes 30% of the planet's resources? Make you wonder, don't it? Make you wonder, don't it? 20% of the world's population consume over 70% of its material resources and owns over 80% of its wealth. Now, although rich people in almost every country is a part of this, mainly this wealth is concentrated in the Western uh, consumerist nations like the United States, Europe, Saudi Arabia, Australia, and Japan. Now, some of y'all don't care much about economics and different things like that, but I tell you, when somebody tells me that 6% of the world's population, which is the United States, is consuming 30% of the planet's resource, (laughs) that's like you have a a party, a, a party of a hundred people. Six people come to the party and eat up thirty percent of the cake, just to kind of make it more plain. But folks, uh, there's other statistics that I want to share, and then I'm gonna go ahead and, and bring in Brenda May, and then we'll uh, have a little short break, and we'll start our topic. Very. Uh, important topic I have in mind unless somebody else want to give me something else to think about. Listen to this, and then we're going to bring in Brenna May here shortly. The U.S. has the highest rate of teen pregnancy among industrialized countries. There are more shopping malls in the United States than high schools. Did y'all know that? The U.S. population is 4.6 of the global humanity, but it produces 24% of the world's carbon dioxide output, largely from burning fossil fuel. One more time. The United States is 4.6 of the global humanity, but it produces 24%. Now, actually, this right here is a different... The first letter, the first thing I read uh, said 6% of the world's population. This is actually updated here, this, this article I'm reading. This article I read first was is about four years old. That's what, that's what happened when you read some four years old. But the U.S. for sure is 4.6 of the global of humanity population, but it produces 24% of the world's carbon dioxide output, largely from burning of fossil fuel. Okay, and does anybody want to read more on this? Go to www.msn.gov. 
Mary, C as in Charlie, C as in Charlie, S, C, S as in Sierra, C as in Charlie, E-D-U, and you can get more information on just, just showing you how much consumption we have in this country, how much waste we have. I wanted to show some other other uh, facts. Um, well, just real quick, I'll go ahead and share this real quick, and then we'll bring, we'll just go another 30 seconds, and then we'll bring in um, this clip from Vernon May. All right. Uh, 1.8, uh, this is talking about Bangladesh and these, these sweatshops. Y'all have been hearing about how these companies are going across overseas to get cheap workers. Well, y'all just hear that and you hear the news and probably go on to eating your popcorn and flipping the channel. Well, not after you hear this. Check this out. This will give you an idea of just one particular uh, country's sweatshop workers. In Bangladesh, in Bangladesh, there is 1.8 million workers, 3,600 factories, sweatshops, 3,600 sweatshops we're talking about, 90 million pieces of garment these people make, okay, 90 million. Can you wrap your mind around the sweatshop? 90 million garments. These people walk to work, one-hour round trip, okay, you have to walk to work, they make 10 to 15 cents per hour, 10 to 15 cents an hour. This is companies like Walmart, the big companies, the biggest companies, Procter & Gamble, a lot of these big companies that take the jobs overseas, this is what they're paying their workers. If you had a business, you probably do the same thing because the money is very tempting, but this is greed and modern-day slavery. They work from eight a.m. to 10 p.m., that's 14 or 15 hours, people. Okay, anywhere from 14 to 15 hours, seven days a week. These people work seven days a week. All overtime is mandatory. All overtime is mandatory. There are two days a month. This ain't made up stuff. I got all this off the net. And what you want, if you want to verify, just type in any of this I'm saying, like 1.8 million Bangladesh, and you can put up the same information I pulled up. This is this is bona fide hardcore facts, folks. I would not would not relate. Just to give you an idea of the sweatshops, okay? Again, they are two days a month, and they have what they call rush shipments. Rush shipments where people say, okay, we want y'all to move faster, faster, faster. And um, I think that's from eight to three. A.M. I don't really understand that one, so I'm going to mention that. Uh, work, workers on rush orders is what reason why I brought this up. Workers on rush orders sleep three to four hours before starting a new shift. In other words, when they have these rush orders, uh, they sleep between three and four hours. In other words, working more like 19 to 20 hours a day. Folks, this is modern day slavery. And you need to notice most Fortune 500 companies, a lot of them have these sweatshops. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. So some of y'all may not be interested in that kind of stuff, but when, when I break it down like that, it may just kind of get you interested. Some of y'all young people may want to change your career and go a different direction. Again, that's just information on one of the switch, one of the countries that have sweatshops. It looks like I do see a number that looks to me. I think this is Ain Robbie, and I'm sure she'll be calling in for the inspirational moment. She normally do around 10, 930, 
But uh, we'll go ahead and take the call now and let her do her inspirational moment. Y'all just stay tuned and just listen to what she has to say. Let me go ahead and cue up the music, and uh, we'll bring on in Robbie here in a second. All right? Inspiration. What this design to do is to do what it says, inspire, motivate, give us knowledge sometime. And uh, let me go ahead and open the, the line. Uh, Eric Code 817 Robert, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. Like I said, I got a little music going in the background, and uh, I want you to go ahead and just do your thing. It's good to hear from you. What happened to you last week? Uh, I had put, I think I pulled my back, and... I was in such pain, and I laid down, and and when I even I, I thought about it, it was just too, it was, you know, it was pretty late, you know, so I just uh, said, well, but really, I yeah. apologize, yeah. For, but not even. No, no, it, you don't have to, it's not something you have to do, I was just asking to see if you was okay, you know. Yes, I, uh, I, I you know, I, I did, I. I felt bad. And the, then tonight, the reason I'm calling so late, I had gone to a, a service at the church, and uh, so I came back and ate a snack and laid down for a few minutes. And I looked at the clock, and it was I said, "Oh my, I'm about to do it again." But I didn't want to let you down, so I. Uh, you know, I, I thought I'd give you a call. But you know well, when I uh, when I when I I'm like this when God blessed me, you know, with wisdom and knowledge and something that I think can help somebody else. Well, I try to share it because um, I think that's what we're put in this world for to help each other. And I was really impressed about one one of the things that the minister talked about this evening, and he was making a prayer about his his child, you know. And I and I, I, I you know sometimes you think you you know what you think you know what is best for your family sometimes, but I used to hear Mama talk about tough love. But anyway, this guy was telling about his his daughter, and he said that his daughter, one time, you know, she came to him when she was eight years old, and she said, "Daddy, I'm hungry." And so he said he went out and bought her a fish sandwich, and it happened again when she was about fifteen. And she came to him and she said she was hungry. So he went and he bought a fish sandwich. So when she got 18 going on 19, she came to him and he told her, come with me, I'm going to show you how to fish. In other words, I'm going to show you how to get your own uh, fish and get your own fish to make your own sandwich. It was just a parable. But I learned something from that. You know, uh, there comes a time when we have to let our children 
learn to catch their own face. Do you are you following me? I'm following you. He said there comes a time when you 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 when we are supposed to give them, we're supposed to feed them, give them the fish sandwiches, you know. But then there comes a time when we let them catch their own fish and make their own sandwich. And he went on to tell about how he taught her how to fish. And, you know, that was just a parable. And he um, he said now she works two jobs. And, how, and he was talking about how well she was doing in life. And I think about sometimes how we and I've been guilty, you know, of... of Sometimes letting these folks um, learn to catch their own fish. That's just a parable. We know this. But, and I say, you know, you if you can learn something from everybody. And I figure this, if you all are still young and you have your children growing up, but if it worked for one person, it'll work for all of us. You know, there comes a stopping point. And that's, and I and, and that happened to me not too long ago. So when I did what I did, and it cost me a little money, but I made sure that that kid knew this is the last time that your granny is gonna give you any money for anything because you have age now. I've given given you the tool to work with. You don't have an excuse anymore. You said you didn't have a way to get where you was going. Okay, here is your way to get where you go where you need to go. And I'm not giving you any more money because they're able bodied, you know, when they when they're able bodied, they're not crazy, they get they you know, they have sane minds and uh if it works for him and it's gonna work for me and I wanna share this with you all because you're young and, and your kids are coming up and if we can sometimes I say Say we can cripple, cripple our children. Amen. Because uh, my uh, my oldest son told me uh, one day I was. He said, "Mama, I I think I'm responsible." It's something that happened, you know, and he felt like he was responsible if he had just been more. Um, let's see, not I won't say pers- let's see, persistent. Yes, I think that's the word I want to use. Persistent. Because uh, there comes a time when you cut, need to cut the cord. Are you following me? I hear you. We need to cut the cord. Uh, they will never learn. They'll never learn to fish. If we don't, we show them how to fish, but let them catch their own fish to furnish their own fish sandwich. Amen. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to share that with uh, with you. You know, I, 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 well, that's, I said, that's a good word. That's a good word. And, and, and another thing I, uh, I want to share because I th- uh, there's an issue, something that came up, and look like to me people have kind of um, let's see what I want to say. We I noticed the people a little bit indifferent toward the situation. It it doesn't involve it doesn't involve me, but. I guess you, when you're part of something, it does involve you, but, you know, it's nothing to do with my family. But uh, the, one of the things that uh, we forget 
and we are all, you know, we're trying to live to live the life. And in and, and living this life, we need to become aware that there are others, and you know, they 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 like babies, and they don't realize some things. And and we that have have those of us that have overcome, you know, we're overcomers. But we are not to forget at one time that that we too was was still walking in sin. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Uh huh. And and then if you look in the Bible, it's I mean, Romans. I don't know. I don't know about you, uh, Robbie, but <laughs> I don't know too many people that ain't. I'm not gonna say walking in sin, but I will say that miss it probably daily. I just don't know too many people. There are people though that. Can live a whole day, maybe a whole month, uh, yes, not uh-huh, violate yes. scripture. But but most people I know, daily they miss it. Yeah, and then but, some but, people look good. Some people look good on the outside. Oh, they look so good at church. But if you just follow them, on, they have them secret sins like unforgiveness and pride. Yes, and yes, bitterness. yes. I heard a preacher this morning talking about pride. You know, and he was saying, you know, pride comes before a fall. You know. A lot of that pride makes us fall, and uh, if if you know if some people are hungry and rather than tell their friends, I don't have money to buy food, they steal it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they got too much pride to tell that somebody, no, I'm hungry and I need a, you know, I need a, I need a lift, you know. But rather than ask somebody, they steal. You know what I'm saying? But this right. is the one thing that we all need to know. These are these are specifics. In Romans 3 and 23, we'll find that all have sinned. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Then in Romans 6 and 23, we find that sin is death. There's a price you pay for sin. The wages of sin, that's the price. The wages of sin is death. Now, all death is not in the grave. Some people don't have that much sense. Some people are so miserable, they just wish they were dead, you know? Right, but, true. Uh-huh. But the, but, the, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. That's how we have we get eternal life is in Christ Jesus. Okay? And then, but in Romans 5 and 8. This is the one thing that even when a man falls, he needs to know that God loves you. And God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, he gave, I mean, Jesus went to the cross not knowing that you and I, I mean, he knew, but I mean, he went to the cross and we were not even thought of. We were still in our mother's wombs, you know. He, he, while we were yet sinners, you know, he died for us, you know. And then uh, in Romans 10 and 9, but there is a way out. And that's confession and salvation. If we confess with our mouths Jesus as Lord, and believe in our heart 
that God raised him from the dead. Now, a lot of people don't believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. That's just where, this is where you lose them right there. Because they don't believe it. A lot of people believe when you're dead, you're done. But I, I don't because God. And you know, you know what, Seth? God will show us. He show us every. And if we just watched, just watch our surroundings. Have you noticed that? Okay, this is summer. It's getting summertime. Maybe by the end of summer, the heat have burned up. Maybe uh, most some people don't keep try to keep their the yards. But some things are just burnt up, and sometimes the grass is so burnt up until the, you can see the ground is smooth again because the grass burnt up. But that's in the summer. You go through the winter, but here comes spring. And in the springtime, if you if you when you if you notice, there's a little blade of grass begin, begins to come up through that dead. I mean, you know, you know that dead grass seemed to come alive, and on the trees, where that they were stripped naked, not a leaf on them. But in the springtime, you begin to see a spring here and there, you know, letting us know that if God can can raise dead grass and, and tree leaves and stuff, why can't He raise a dead body? You know what I'm saying? That, uh, yep. The point I'm going to, if he can do that, why can't he raise his, his own son? If he can raise everything else, why can't he raise his son? You see what I'm saying? Not only his son, but us. The gift of God is, is eternal life. And I, re- I truly believe that if I die in Christ, I'm going to live again. Well, really you know, and Robert, when you talk about a person that can sit around and make human beings, <laughs> raising the dead is is nothing. You know what I mean? Uh huh. That you, you see, that's what I'm saying. See, if if God in Jesus, you know, you said, I don't, I know you recall, Jesus said, "Great things have I done, but greater than these shall ye do." Who would ever believe that somebody take a doggone sperm and put that a bottle in a <laughs> later on and, he, and 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 save it? And, and John Doe ain't never had no children by his wife, and he take that take that sperm out of that and put in another woman, and this man got a son or a daughter. You see what I'm that saying? Is, yep, that is crazy. It ain't crazy. It's just it, it, it's facts. Yes, it is. So really, baby, I don't mean to take up your time. But ain't Robbie just I'm just I wanna apologize for um uh, you know falling asleep on you. 'Cause I, and, and last week though I was in pain and, and and I had took that medication and it just put me to sleep. But tonight I I had been to church and come back and eaten and laid here. I wasn't intending to go to sleep. I was looking at this man that raised it. He weighed about four hundred I mean, this is for real. Four hundred and four, four thirty-eight, something like that. I just, it just went off, and he did it because he realized that he was dying. But this man lost down to a uh, two hundred pounds, a hundred and ninety-eight pounds. But it took about almost two years, you know. 
but uh, uh, but it's something. I was right here looking at that. Did you think how, he was desperate? He was determined. Um, he kind of, you know, he he almost lost his girl. One of his girlfriends he did lose because she didn't understand what was why. Why was he putting all of this, you know, before her? But he really wasn't doing it. It was just it took up so much of his time. But he had a, a, a little child to die. And that, and that before that child died, he kept telling his daddy to keep on, daddy, you know, because you can do it. You can make it. So he did it for that child. And for and most of all himself, he said all his life he'd been real fat, all his life. And he left home at 14 years old. And, you know, and he had been, you know how, people, how cool people can be, how they, right. uh, how they you know, talk about little fat kids. And he said right. all his life he had suffered because of that weight. He kept getting fatter and fatter, you know. And when he when they weighed in, he had to weigh in. He he couldn't weigh in on a natural scale. He had to get on a a scale that you use on the docks. Wow. You know, really, you wouldn't. But but the thing of it is, people don't realize that much weight will kill you. Oh yeah. Well, listening, Rob, I appreciate you calling and uh, and uh, just sharing that that word. That's a very important word. A lot of us, I know me myself, I could use that word you just gave, and I'm not saying I got. It's just you know, it's a very relevant word. That's something this whole family can use because I'm sure we all have teens and and getting them the you know the ego sternest mess is what you're talking about, really. I'm sure really? you appreciate. That. I know you've preached that a lot of times, right? Believe me, baby, you know what? I've never preached that one, but I've heard it so many times. But I have talked about the eagle now. That's one of my favorite subjects. That's one. That's my favorite bird. If you come in my house, you'll see i got about three, about three, or four, three or four eagles around here. That's my favorite bird. Love yep. that bird. Yeah, you show me. I've seen it. You show me. I've seen it. Well, listen, I really appreciate that, and I'm sure a lot of other people heard you loud and clear. So I want to uh, – we got a table topic tonight. We don't have a guest because, as you see, it's past 10, but we're going to do something different. We're going to have a discussion. And uh, tonight I want to talk about something that's been on the news. Uh, it was a young man that, that – a very nice, clean-cut young black man – Lost it and went out on a uh, in Miami. I don't mean to gross you out. Hopefully, anybody, nobody's not eating them. But I'm warning y'all. But this black young boy looked just like could look like Eric or me or Breck or Mars or anybody clean cut. This young man went and ate a man's face off. Oh, and I, 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 I was gonna I was gonna talk about what happened in in, in demon possession and. And, and and how we wrestle against flesh and not not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and spiritual weakness. I strongly believe after they interviewed that man's family that he was demonically possessed. Because yeah, drugs are have you doing some crazy stuff, but what that man did and the strength that man had to eat and he literally 
He literally just like his sound. And when I first heard it, I went, eat off a man's face. What? I don't believe that. But after I saw, I went and saw the photos, and I know everybody can't handle that, but I wanted, I just couldn't believe. When they showed this black man, I just couldn't believe, because that's not something black people do. And I began to read, and they talk about how you he felt. You know what? I have a dog. I, well, the mother dog, it died about three or four months ago. But they uh, raccoons would come in my yard, and for some reason or another, why they would take that dog, that dog, that raccoon's face off when they kill him? They take his face off. Now that's crazy. And I mean, my boys, I tell you, I don't know if it was, I don't know what it was. If the eyes of the animal was looking back at him after they kill him, or what? But they take that face off. And you know they said when they when they walked up on this guy, the cops walked up on him and said, "Stop it, or we're gonna shoot." He just growled. And when I heard that, that was one thing. That it sounded demonic to me. Yeah, yeah, because drugs might make you want to jump off a bridge. I've heard that. Jump, you know, drugs may make you think you can fly. But I've never heard of drugs where you want to go and eat off a man's face. And, and, they, and, and they have the video on the internet. It's not close up. It's far away, though. And you can see him just throwing his, because he, he stripped naked. That was another thing. He stripped completely naked, this black man, in the middle of the day. I mean, it just don't make sense. None of it, it don't, and even if it was drugs, let's say he did take drugs. The drugs is what made him weak. Like people get girls to take drugs, and they do all kind of things to girls, boys, young, young sometimes men do. Well, the drugs weaken your spiritual senses. Drugs weaken your, you know, your mind, and it cause you to be weak to, to certain things. And, 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 and I believe that drugs, if they was introduced, they're trying to say he drank bath salt, bath salt, something about bath salt. They're saying there's chemicals inside of bath salt that cause you to go crazy, and they said that's what he was eating. But it don't matter what he was eating, uh, whatever they do to bath salt, if he did that. It just, to me, lowered his mind enough to allow that evil spirit to gain interest into his body. So we're going to be talking about that tonight, and not just that specific case, but spiritual warfare really is the topic tonight. Yeah. Well, anyway, I got to wash my dishes. <laughs> well, okay. Well, listen, hey, Robert, thanks. Thanks, but you know, but it's, it sounds like it's gonna be interesting. It's about uh, 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 I just I, I, you you don't know me. I don't like dirty dishes. Let me just you know, and I and I have washed dishes today, and I cannot get up in the morning and go in that kitchen. And, and, and I and I know you keep early hours, so I don't expect you to hang around for this. I know you would, <laughs> but I just want to thank you for calling in for the inspirational. Thought and that was a good thing about you know stirring the nest, getting these young people out, being causing them to be responsible, teaching them how to fish versus giving them fish. So we we received that word. I'm going to move on, and I just want to thank you. Appreciate everything. All right, baby. Good night. All right. Good night. Okay, folks, and that was ain't Robin. That was a very important word. I hope y'all heard that word. It's probably one of the best things we've heard in a long time. Uh, uh, for real, if you be honest, on this show, I think that was, you know, I'll put that up there with the top five things she talked about. I mean, she didn't really make over it, but that was a very strong word. 
The Eagles has to stir a nest, and y'all know how the preachers, they, I'm sure y'all have heard so many messages on the Eagles stirring a nest. So we'll be right back. We'll be right back. I know you're asking today, how long will it take? Somebody's asking, how long will prejudice blind the visions of men? I come to say to you this afternoon, however difficult the moment, yes, sir. however frustrating the hour, it will not be long because truth crushed earth will rise again. Yes, how long, not long, yes, sir. because no lie can live forever. Yes, sir. How long, not long, how long? Yes, because you shall reap what you sow. Yes, how long, how not long, true forever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne. Yes, sir. Yes, that scaffold sways the future. Yes, Behind the dim unknown standeth God within the shadow, keeping watch above his own. How long, not long, because the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. Yes, How long, not, not, long. not long, because mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Yes, He's trampling out the village where the grapes of wrath are stored. Yes, He's loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible twist sword. Yes, his truth is marching on. Yes, he has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. He is shifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. Oh, be swift, my soul, to answer him. Be jubilant, my feet. Our God is marching on. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Back and uh, just again want to recognize everybody in the chat room and phone line and on the in the chat room and on the phone lines. Again, if you have a question or comment, press uh, one on the phone lines. If you have a question or comment in the chat room, just simply type your question or comment. Tonight we decided to uh, skip Verna May's uh, fifteen-minute. Um, um, Reminder about the uh, www.crc.com with regards to doing business with the government. We just decided to. I've already covered that two weeks straight uh, when when Byrne was on, and then I covered it again last week. So if y'all want to hear the details on that, it's right there before you, two weeks straight, okay? It's the second half of the show, so move the cursor, move the little fast forward to show to about halfway. But tonight, tonight, as you just heard me talk, uh, mention to you, Robert, want to just hit a little bit on spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare. And I know a lot of y'all know a whole lot about this. Some of y'all may know more than I know, and that is so wonderful. Please call in and, sh- and share what you have on this. It will be very much appreciated. Uh, 
Uh, just trying to get some knowledge out, folks. That's all that we're trying to do, nothing else. Uh, I'm not trying to preach tonight. Uh, I don't I don't need this forum uh, to preach on. Uh, I'm just trying to have a little blog for the family and try to get some information out, and I hope y'all help me do the same thing. So if you want to comment, I'm watching you. I'm watching the chat room, and I'm watching the phone lines. Again, press 1 or type your comment. But... I want to read a scripture. Uh, first, I want to talk about the headline I saw, and then I want to read some scriptures. So you might want to get your Bible out for this one. Uh, but a lot of young people are questioning what happened in Miami not too long ago. And a lot of people all over the world, really, is questioning what happened in Miami. Uh, um, I think it was la- uh, about a, three weeks now, there was a gentleman who did something very, very odd. Uh, this is a intelligent Decent-looking black man, clean-shaven. Um, I mean, he could look, he looked like anybody else y'all know. He might even look better than a lot of young men you know around the ages of 25. Probably look better than most young men, being honest. He didn't have any handicaps, anything like that, no real blemishes on his face, just a clean-cut guy. Stripped and attacked an elderly homeless man uh, on a causeway, uh, uh, they call it the cause, Causeway Bridge in Miami, and he again was stripped. He was totally 100% naked. He attacked, attacked this guy, and he ate, and there is no way to say this. This is exactly what he did. He ate off his face, literally from the top of his forehead all the way down to his goatee is missing. One eyeball is missing. He left one eye in place, and this man's skin is looked like a dog attacked him. Looked like a looked like a lion attacked attacked this man. And uh, people was it's in the broad daylight. People was walking by, and, and, and people called nine one one. People flipping out. One guy told him to stop it. And the cop, when the cops finally got there, they approached the man and told him to stop it. And he just looked at them, and he growled like an animal and kept attacking this man. They had to shoot him. And I think they had to shoot him like six times or something because one bullet didn't stop him. Now, the buzz is on the Internet is that this man was crazy. This man was under voodoo. This man had taken some drugs, they're saying he might have taken bath salt. That's a popular popular combination drug that caused you to lose it, they say. Very strong addiction, and they're saying people is doing it. Um, but this is my comment to that. And I want you all to think, because I could be wrong. I definitely could be wrong. I wasn't there. Only the most high knows what happened to this young man. But the reason why I brought this, and I'm having this for a family discussion, is because if it happened in Miami, it can happen in your state, in your city, on your block, maybe in your home, if the Most High don't have mercy upon you and protect you with the blood of Christ. Now, this is very serious, folks. This ain't no make-believe. This was somebody's father that was attacked on that bridge. It could have been anybody walking that bridge when this man went through what he went through. And what I want to do is share with y'all some scriptures to let y'all know that uh, 
these kinds of things is very, very common in the Bible. There were people in the Bible that uh, experienced what I believe was the guy's problem, which was demon possession. Now, you heard Aunt Robbie agree that she thought it was the same thing, but just because Aunt Robbie agreed with you, that don't make it right either. I mean, we're not the standard, but the word is the standard. And when you see this behavior already played out thousands of years ago, you can't help but to take a, a second look at the scriptures and say, well, maybe, um, maybe there's some truth to this whole demonic possession thing. Um, but anyway, I want everybody, like I said earlier, I want you to get your Bibles out. Hopefully you did just that. And I want you all to turn um, in your Bible. So we're going to look at a man that had very similar characteristics. One more thing while you're getting your Bible out, I want to remind everybody is remember, remember uh, that just bear with me here. Okay, here we go. Remember the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places. Okay? Um, one more time. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places. All right. Um, I do believe that we are spirits, spirits having. Let's say this slow. We are spirits having an experience in a body, having encounters in a body, having experiences in a body. We are not a body having spiritual experiences. It's very important y'all understand what I just said. Very important. Because I think what's happening in this planet and, and again, anybody want to share and add your two cent or your three cent or whatever, <laughs> you can do just that. No big deal. But listen, folks, I'm serious. The family constantly keeps saying, the family of this young man keep, continuously keeps saying, we don't understand. His girlfriend said, I know this man. He would never do what y'all saying he did. Never, ever would he do what y'all are saying he did. She said, that was his body. This is her exact words. That was his body. I'm not disputing that. She said, but that was not him. So the question is tonight, who was it? What happened to this young man? And can it happen to any of us? That's a real question. I'm sure this don't mean nothing to you unless that question is answered. And I know some of y'all claim, and you're claiming, hey, I'm not worried about that 
story. God's got my back. I don't have to worry. And you know what? You should keep that faith. And I'm not trying to rock you on that, but don't you care about your brothers and sisters? Don't you care about other people? Don't you care about the people in Miami? What happened? I mean, we should be concerned about this young man. Number one, we should be praying for him, his soul, and we should be praying for his family because, hmm, folks, this is not no joke. This is very sad, sad situation, okay? Very sad situation. So I uh, just wanted to just find this one scripture. Let's look at uh, Matthew 12 and 22 for starts, and then we'll get into the more the, the scriptures I really want to talk about. But this will give you an idea of demonic possession. Matthew 12 and 22. And uh, while y'all turn to that, I'll give you a few minutes. I know some of y'all are a little slower than others turning. This is what I believe happened to this uh, man. Um, Matthew 12 and 22 says, and this is the King James Version Bible, Then was brought unto him one possessed, possessed, that means owned, taken over, controlled by, a devil, blind and dumb. And he healed him in so much that the blind and the dumb spoke, both spoke and saw. One more time. Matthew twelve twenty two. Then was brought unto him one possessed with the devil, blind and dumb, and he healed him in so much that the blind and the dumb both spake and saw. Why did I read that? To establish that men can be possessed by a devil, number one, that these devils has abilities over your physical senses. They had control over this man's eyes and that he couldn't see and over his mouth. This is why they call him dumb. He could not talk. These evil spirits gained so much control over this man, he couldn't speak or talk. Christ prayed for him, cast the demon off. wasn't a sickness. It's very important. We understand there is a difference between the body failing to do something because it's just been abused through diet or, you know, some kind of disease, or if it's a spirit. There was one situation, some of y'all know what I'm talking about, we won't turn there, where a woman was bent over for a long time, and she came to Christ on the Sabbath, and he touched her, and the Bible says that, well, first of all, he gave him a hard time for trying to heal somebody on the Sabbath, because on the Sabbath she's supposed to be resting. Christ touched this woman, and the Bible says she had a spirit. Let's just turn to it, because some of y'all might think I'm making this stuff up. Some of y'all. So... Uh, but anyway, I'm going to tell you the story that we'll turn to. She had a spirit of infirmity. This means a spirit of infirmity, which would mean a spirit. Bear with me. I'm trying to do two things here at one time. She had a spirit that was inside of her that limited her from standing up. Now, different spirits of infirmity do different things to the body. This one had her bent over. This is in... Uh, Luke, 
the book of Luke, and 13 and verse 11. Luke 13 and 11. And it reads as follows. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up. She had a spirit of infirmity. Which I'll listen to this now. We were talking about the gentleman on the bridge in Miami, uh, the guy that ate off another man's face. What happened to him? Some of y'all have friends look just like that young man. And it's got a lot of people thinking, you know, a lot on the Internet. There's a lot of silliness going on. People call them zombies and uh, zombie and stuff. But there's a lot of serious questions. People are beginning to really look at their friends and say, how do I know you won't do that? <laughs> because everybody is saying we don't know who that guy was. We know. They're saying we know this young man. And as a matter of fact, they even said, folks, listen to this. They even say that he carried the Bible around and often quoted scriptures. Y'all better listen to me tonight. Jude, I said, this is Rudy. Uh, what was his name? Rudy. I uh, can't think of his last name, but this is this is the guy that made the news headlines all over the world. But uh, Rudy was a young man. <laughs> Just like any other man, any other young man you would see, he was kind of cool looking. So um, he was, uh, let's see here. I want to get to his name so you have that. I want to give y'all, always give y'all facts, give you facts. But uh, Rudy was a young man. I think he was like 25 years old, very respectable in his community. I mean, he wasn't a perfect guy, but this man had no beef with anybody from what I'm well, actually you know what? Hold on. I don't wanna I wanna make him out to be a saint just yet. Let me hear. I'm gonna give you all his name here. Okay. So anyway, um this gentleman had something to take over his body tonight for those you just got see some of y'all just tuning in. Again we're talking about the gentleman that uh Something happened to him and he clicked or was possessed with the demon or something happened. He ended up eating off a man's face. And uh, I know that sounds crazy, but that is exactly what happened. It is There is no other way to put it. The man ate off another man's face. And this gentleman's name is Rudy, and uh, I'm trying to just find his last name. But more importantly, what happened to the young man? What happened, folks? we got to know. This is our planet. This is our world. we got to know these kind of things. We just can't walk around and say, oh, that ain't got nothing to do with me. I ain't got nothing to do with my kids. It's got everything to do with you. It's got everything to do with your kids because, folks, if you don't know what happened to this man, it don't mean you got to know every single thing about every single event that happened. You don't have to be no scholar, sit around watching the news and know everything about everything. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. But you got to know. You've got to know. Uh, Rudy Eugene is his name, Rudy Eugene, Rudy Eugene. But you got to know spiritual warfare. you got to know what Satan is out to do and what his plan is. It's to kill, steal, and destroy. And he can with us, with certain behaviors of mankind enter our bodies. When I say Satan, I'm not talking about Satan per se. I'm talking about evil spirits, his imps, fallen angels. These are simply spirits with no bodies. 
they're just like angels, but these are fallen angels. These are angels kicked out of heaven that have a beast against the Most High, and they are real. It might sound like a fairy tale. It might sound like they believe, but huh, all you got to do is keep living, and you will sooner or later come into contact with them. I'm not trying to curse you. It's just a reality. We are spirits all day long. We are spirits all day long having it experience in a body, and when that happens, occasionally you have encounters that you can't describe. Many people talk about trying to get up at nighttime and something holding them in the bed, and uh, I know some of y'all may be bored with what I'm saying because you know about evil spirits and you're familiar with them and you know how they can can take over people's bodies, but just bear with me because there's some people that think all of this stuff is just make-believe and, and Seth is just tripping Maybe he's trying to be heard. All kind of folks think all kind of things. But tonight, I'm letting y'all know. I'm warning y'all. We are in a spiritual. We in spiritual warfare. These kinds of things have been going on since the beginning of time. They just don't always make the news because it rattles people. They got the people in, in Miami scared to death because this man was so normal. He was so like every and anybody else. They just don't understand how in the world that this young, black, nice-looking, decent-looking man take off his clothes and just start eating this man's face. First, knocks him out, beat him up real good, and then just start eating his face. I mean, what would be the sense of chewing a man's nose off? It's got to be nasty, number one. But just chewing his face all from his forehead all the way down to his goatee. You need to see the picture. No, you don't need to see the pictures because so, everybody can't handle that. But I'm telling you, they're trying to say he's suffering from uh, cocaine uh, psychosis. He's suffering from uh, uh, all uh, eating bath salt. They said everything. This is what mankind do when they don't have an answer. They just make up stuff to say. The bottom line is his family said that he had been saying over and over and over that everybody was against him. Everybody was against him. And he was lived an isolated life. He was very isolated. So, I mean, I actually haven't heard, I mean, let me respect that because I don't want to start spreading rumors. They talked about him believing that everybody is against him and the way she put it made you think he lived an isolated life. So I don't actually have that for proof. But I do know for a fact that he thought everybody was against him. And so the way the mother and everybody was talking, it's like he had, you know, he was just one of those persons that was pretty negative. And I'm not saying everybody's negative is going to have a demon. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Please don't think I'm saying that. What I'm saying is one of the things I do know Satan want out of us is get us off to ourselves. He want to get us off to ourselves where we are, where he can talk to us and tell us all kind of lies, all kind of deception and keep us ignorant of the true way people feel. Just like I was talking about earlier about this family and other families. There's so many times when you get off by yourself, the enemy start telling you this side of the family don't like you and this person don't like you. And half the time you get to meet with these people, when you meet with these people, they don't show no signs of that. But when you're off to yourself and you don't communicate, when you don't talk to people, these kind of lies destroys families. These people don't like you. These people don't, that people don't like you. Truth of the matter is every family has a little bit of competition. It's almost normal to call it civil, civil rival, rivalry, civil rivalry. I can't even talk. Y'all know what I'm trying to say, civil rivalry. 
and it's where it's just normal for brothers and sisters to compete, sisters and brothers to compete. But where it gets stupid is when they quit talking to each other and they start thinking, you know, this this person trying to, you know, be get all the light, and then nothing get done, and you get families fighting each other. When like Mama used to say, that's all you have. But anyway, back to Rudy, uh, this gentleman Rudy. Uh, uh, <laughs> what happened to Rudy, and could it happen to your loved one? Could it happen to you? I mean, Rudy was a person that probably listened to shows just like this, and actually there was two. Uh, African-Americans that did something. There's another gentleman by the name of Anthony Kenya uh, who uh, ate his roommates. And I don't mean to just gross y'all out. This is just the news. This, this is happening. It ain't just two cases, but this brother ate his roommate's heart and ate half of his brain or some of his brain. This is another young black man in shape, don't look. They got a crazy picture of him because he's mad when they captured him. But you can tell this is a decent-looking young man. These both of them were students, from what I hear. Both of them smart. As a matter of fact, the daddy of the victim is the one that allowed this young man to stay in their home. And the daddy is a doctor, from my understanding. They don't mean you you are free from problems because you're a doctor. But I'm just letting you know what kind of people they were. Educated people, classy people. So this can happen to anybody. But I want to read another scripture before I go any further. And uh, this is going to be, um, uh, let's see here. This is uh, Luke 13 and 11. Listen to this, folks. Listen to this, folks. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed over and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, and said unto his and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work. In them, therefore, come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath. This is what religious people did. We talked about that last week. Then the Lord answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, do not each of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan, this is what I want to show you right here, whom Satan hath bound. Not all illnesses, it's just the body, you know, getting weak or, you know, because somebody didn't take care of their body. This right here, ought not this daughter, ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, lo, these 18 years be loosed from this bond, Bound on the Sabbath day. Now watch what happened. And when he said these things, all the adversaries were ashamed, and all people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. So I read all of that to say that evil spirits can get inside of a body, and yes, they do have the ability to cause.
cause somebody to be bent over 18 years. Not everything you see, not every sickness you see, a doctor can cure. Not everything you see is something that's even physical. Sometimes it's totally spiritual. When the evil spirit is gone, that woman stood up like, you know, just like it's something is inside of her holding her down. That's exactly what it happened. If you talk to somebody today's in today's world, as smart as these people are, as smart as they think they are, they look at you like you're crazy. But some of what we see is spiritual warfare. So how do you know people that are around you that's been over, that's got this ailment, that ailment? How do you know? How do you know? I remember when I used to pray for people at the rest home. We used to pray for people all the time, and and people started getting healed left and right. This is when all the road news church got in Christ. I mean. Uh, Excuse me, not rolling it, but the Holy Tabernacle Church got in Christ. There was a point we started praying to where we just thought, when we entered the room to pray for people, they knew at a certain time after our little service, we was going to pray for the sick. As soon as we would just open up and say, okay, now it's time to pray for the sick, we would go around to different rooms. In certain rooms, when we enter the room, people would say, that pain is gone. We say, what do you mean? Well, it's gone. Well, we said, what do you mean? We said, well, when y'all walked in, it left. I mean, I believe with all my heart, you can doubt it, but some of these ailments is nothing more than spirits, and when you walk in the room, they leave out of fear of who you are, just like they did when Peter's shadow and Christ entered the room. You're trying to say, you're trying to say you got the power of Christ? I'm trying to say that evil spirits know God's people. That's all I'm trying to say. Whatever... I done is nothing compared to what Christ has done and and what probably you can do with the um ability of Christ all of us I should say can do. All right? But this is the, the big scripture I want to read. This is not the big scripture, but this is the main scripture I want to read right here. Mark Mark touching uh, that's Matthew Mark second book in uh the New Testament. All right? And I want y'all to turn to chapter 5. This is going to be what I believe this brother was dealing with for sure. Okay? And hopefully everybody is there. I'm going to go ahead and start reading Mark 5, verse 1. And it reads, And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Garden, uh, Garden. Gatherings, I'm pronouncing it right, gatherings. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs, out of the tombs, folks, out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. Why in the world was this man hanging out at the grave? We're talking about evil spirits. Watch this, verse 3. Who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him. No, not with chains. Let me read that again. Mark 5 and 3. In your Bible, the one sitting on the coffee table there, hopefully not with dust on it. Listen what this reads. Who has this dwelling, this man dwell among the tombs, and no man could bind him. No. Not with chains. Chains today was the same as chains back then. 
we're talking about metal. They could not bind this man. Now, I remember on YouTube, and they had to pull it off YouTube because people, there was this clip on YouTube talking about this demon-possessed man in one of those countries, uh, I can't think of the name, but these cops were saying, nobody is going to believe what we're about to tell you. But we had a man in here locked up, and it was this little bit of, little bitty hole that the prisoners can look through, what they feed him through. And I, folks, I'm not exaggerating. This hole was no more than about four inches, I'll say five, just to, just to make sure I'm not exaggerating. I'll say five inches by five inches. And they say this man would be, be yelling and he would stick. He stuck, we said when we first put him in, the man was so upset and screaming, he stuck his head through that hole. And they, when you look at the hole, it's like y'all been drinking on some, y'all been smoking on some. There is no way this man could have put his head through this hole. But you gotta understand that brother on that on that bridge in Miami, you know, they had to shoot him several times and they was talking about how he growled like an animal. It's like evil spirits are not limited to the physical strength. These spirits you become stronger than a natural person. I remember when back in Parafe Temple times when I first saw this stuff happening back in the day. These spirits would jump in women, and sometimes these women would throw men like they was boys. So you'd always have to have like six men on one woman. Don't let it be a man even more. And so this is what I believe we're dealing with in the situation in Miami, a person bound by evil spirits. Somebody said, well, how do you get evil spirits? Real quickly, real quickly. From my understanding and my knowledge of demonic uh, demonology, it's very simple, sin. Sin opens the door. Pretend you're thinking about a house, maybe a mansion with lots of rooms, lots of rooms, lots of windows. And the more you close, anybody in the chat room, I'm getting a reminder we got like, actually it's too late. So if you're in the chat room, hopefully you call the phone lines because if not, it just hung up on you. But y'all should know the rules by now. But anyway, if you're on the phone lines, just stay right there. Again, if you have any questions or comments, press 1. But... uh if you have sin in your life, it's like you have an open window, uh, uh, you know, to your home. And as long as that window is open, a thief can come in. It may be a window upstairs, downstairs, in the basement, wherever. You got to spiritually speaking, you got to keep all your windows closed because the enemy can come in. And windows are things like this: areas of life that you give to the Most High. That is what the Most High can protect because you have given it to him. What you have not given to him is areas of your life. The enemy can come in like a flood and take control. And sometimes it depends upon the yielding of a person. They can take control of your entire body. Once they take control of your body, then it don't matter about those other windows because they control your whole house and they just let all the other windows in and let other spirits in. It's just that simple. It's just like a house with windows. Every window is like maybe with trusting the most high with your finances. The next window is trusting the, uh, the most high with your kids. The next window is uh, uh, trusting the most high with just um, every tiny aspect of life. 
you're supposed to give over to the Most High and follow his guide, follow his directions, follow his laws with how to handle that particular area of your life. And what you don't give to him is in jeopardy of Satan taking and coming in through that window and taking control of the whole house. That's done. That's the shorter way of saying that. It's a much longer version. But let's move on to see the description of this man and what happened to him, and you can kind of see a comparison between him and the gentleman in Miami. Now, watch this. Chains could no longer hold this guy. That should be enough right there. But some of y'all want to see more. But again, they couldn't even bind him up with chains. Verse 4. Because that he had often bound, it says, because that he had been often bound with feathers and chains, and the chains had been pluckered asunder by him, and the feathers broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. Feathers, I'm sure, is not feathers like you're thinking. This is something that can be broken, some type of metal. Here we go, or string or something. I think it was string, okay? But anyway, verse 5. And always, night and day, he was in the mountain and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. Watch this, verse 6. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the Most High? God, he says, no, 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 let me, let me, let me read that again. I'm thinking about it. I'm pitching this all the way. Hopefully y'all are too. I'm pitching this, this whole scene. And he cried with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. Now, who would know who Christ was? A lot of Israelites didn't even know who he was, but this person knew who Christ was. How could he know who he was except it was a spirit, one of them fallen spirits that understand the spiritual realm because they are spirit. They knew who Christ was. And the spirit is where real living is. We are handicapped by this body. This spirit knew who he was and knew that there was come a time when he was going to be tormented, which is why he said, I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. Verse 8. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. What do he call it? An unclean spirit. There are spirits that are not unclean, but this one was unclean. Verse 9. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, my name, so the spirit had a name, folks, is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there were, watch this, now there was there nigh or near unto, unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. Okay, verse 12. And all the devils besought him. What? So more than one demon talked to Christ, and all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine. Send us into the swine. 
So, number one, what do you learn from this? That evil spirits can be sent somewhere, number one. Evil spirits uh, had a mind to talk and reason and beg and plead. They knew who Christ was. They knew he had power. They knew that when he sent them someplace, they had to go. If they would have been talking to him like that, they would have been, you know, telling him off and, or, you know, maybe whatever his cussing was back then, they probably would have cursed him out. Or, But these spirits is begging him, begging him where they want to go. Please send us here. Please send us there. To say, send us into this into the swine that we may enter into them. So, and then in verse thirteen says, "And forthwith Jesus gave them leave." One more time, and forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and until the and the evil spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were. There were about, it says they were about two thousand, and were choked in the sea. So I'm just going to stop there. What happened is what happened. You just heard it. Two thousand swine. Two thousand swine could not handle what one man had inside of him. Whatever was inside of this one man entered two thousand pigs. And they couldn't handle it, and they killed themselves. The spirits got in them and caused those pigs to kill themselves. I believe with all my heart that there are people walking around with that much power inside of them, that that many evil spirits inside of them, working with us, going to school with us, and like I said, living in our neighborhood and maybe even living in our houses. It's the truth, folks. Demon possession. Demon possession. So you saw what happened. Christ had the ability to cast them out, and Christ has the ability to cast them out today. Hopefully we won't run into this, family and friends. Hopefully we won't run into this. Hopefully we'll never experience this. But I'm just afraid to tell you that it is a reality. Our world does have spirits both good and evil, on the planet, and they are influencing mankind. The Bible says the spirit uh, wrestles against the flesh. Uh, I mean, excuse me, it says the spirit, uh, yeah, wrestles against the flesh, and the spirit, flesh against the spirit, that she cannot do the things you will. In other words, the flesh and the spirit war against each other. They war against each other is what it says. Where you cannot do the things you will. What does that mean? The spirit war against the flesh, and the flesh war against the spirit. There is a a spiritual battle. There are evil spirits versus angels, and the flesh. Our we're not intelligent enough to go toe to toe with these beings. So pretty much we're controlled by either the spirit of Most High, or these evil spirits. They're the big dogs, so to speak. They run everything. We kind of in the middle, okay. So, uh, what happened? Some time back with uh, Rudy and this demon possession, where he would eat off a man's face. Again, I pray and hope y'all pray for their family that he, um, some kind of way, uh, would not see the kind of judgment that he is going to be facing. Hopefully, a young man. Gave his life to the Lord. He didn't die instantly. He was able to, because 
It doesn't look good. But we need to understand, folks, for sure, for sure, what happened. Again, friends and family, this is so serious, so, so, so serious. This is as serious as I can get. And I did a show on this last Thursday night, and I would like for y'all to check it out. I don't normally push five smooth stones on anybody knowing we talk about the Book of Douglas Family Friends Network, but we did a show, and we talked about this for two hours, this whole demon possession thing. It's a very good show on Thursday. Just simply look for Thursday, last Thursday show, and uh, click on it. All I'll say about that. But family, it can happen to the, to anybody. Evil spirits are real. We wrestle with them every day. They they speak thoughts into our mind. Nobody cares. Nobody wants you. Everybody's against you. Folks, they don't like you. they jealous. I mean, I even hear some of this stuff in the family. People are always thinking folks against them. People are always thinking folks after them. This is nothing more than a tactic from the enemy. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy, and that is exactly what he is doing, and not just in this family, but in all families. It's why we can't come together because people believe in these lies from Satan, and like he did Mr. Rudy, Rudy Eugene, he wants to get us out, off, away from everybody. That's his goal. To isolation, it's like dividing and conquer, kind of. Get you off by yourself. When nobody can say, I love you, I care about you, I'm thinking about you, how was you today? Get you off by yourself on some kind of lie, deception, some you don't Something going in your head that don't have nothing to do with reality. And then when it gets you all by yourself, start telling you nobody care about you, everybody against you, just like he did with Eugenius, what his family said. He constantly kept saying, everybody's against me, everybody's against me. How can you ever think everybody's against you? And then you constantly keep saying it. Well, that mind can produce bitterness and hatred. And there's something about those two things. I don't understand it. I'm going to have to do a research one day on this, but I don't understand how it is that bitterness and unforgiveness always, always follow, uh, always come. Uh, if, uh, demon possession always, demon oppression, one of the two, possession or oppression, comes later. So when you walk in bitterness and unforgiveness, it's like I said, you got a big old house with one of the windows open, and you're walking around with this thing inside, this unforgiveness and this, this, you're choosing to not forgive, so it's like one of the windows of your house not closed and locked when you choose to not forgive. And so that bitterness, that choice to uh, walk in unforgiveness and hold uh, grudges, that's like a window in your house not shut and closed. And evil spirits come in through that window and then start working from the inside and end up uh, getting you to sin even more in other areas. The next thing you know, you start thinking everybody's against you, nobody care about me. And once they get you to that stage, then it's just a matter of time where they start, you know, putting different things in your head. Next thing you know, you've done something crazy to somebody. I know it sounds simple. I know I made it sound real simple, but it's not simple. It's very complicated, but it's very, very real. Evil spirits or real demon possession is real. And like I say, according to how we live our life, where we allow the enemy in and where we allow the most high in in our lives, that's how much protection we have. Uh, and I'm just sad to hear what happened in Miami, and hopefully uh, the, the the victim, which is uh, Papo, uh, really, uh, Eugene Tactus, uh, uh guy, whose name is uh, Popo, Ronald Popo, P-O-P-P, 
Oh, hopefully he's doing okay. And, and I don't mean to just say it's just the same, but pray for these people. These are somebody's daddies, okay? Rudy Eugene is no longer on the planet. Hopefully, like I said, he got made peace with the most high some kind of way. Uh, folks, we have to conclude that it was demon possession, and we have to be just knowledgeable of what exactly that means, how do people get demon-possessed or demon-oppressed. Oppressed just simply means you constantly hear from demons. You're constantly hearing they're talking to you they're in your ear. Possessed means you're controlled by them 24-7. So that's what we're dealing with tonight. I want. I don't want to take any much of your time. It's 11-14. I just want to thank everybody for stopping by the book of Douglas Family Fans Network. I want to get a little talk about this a little uh, longer, but... Seeing that we have not gotten that much participation, we do we do have people on the phone lines. Thank y'all, thank y'all for listening. I guess y'all learn. That's a good thing. Sometimes it's not a talk about if you just simply honest and you know you don't have anything to say. That's a good thing. But um, I know some of y'all got something to say. You're just being uh, probably lazy, just don't want to support the show or support the topic. But that's okay. I share it as best I can on the subject. And I just want to thank every single body for listening. And um, and hopefully we'll pick up next week. And uh, I was going to say one thing. Uh, oh, Chris Booker uh, has mentioned again one more time, uh, left messages on uh, Facebook for me to remind everybody that, uh, again, this barbecue definitely is going down on the 17th. Not the 60, not Saturday, but Sunday, 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 Sunday at Shawnee's. Uh, you got to get your money over to Shawnee's. It's very, very, very important so they can buy food. So the barbecue is on for June the 7th, Sunday, and I think it's at 2 o'clock. I'm not really sure about the time, but for sure it's going down on Sunday. Uh, don't quote me on the 2 o'clock. Just quote me on the fact it is on Sunday. July the 7th, and we have to get our money. It's $10 a family, not a person, not a couple, but per household, $10. All right? Listen to this song. This is a very important song to me. This is one of my all-time songs. Uh, it basically is talking about what if there was no heaven? What if there was no streets of gold? What if when you died, that was it? This song is going to address all your doubts, those of you that have doubts. Not that I have doubts. But I've had doubts, and this song blessed me, and hopefully it'll bless you. Love every single one of y'all family. Ain't nothing you can do about it. God bless. You may ask me why I serve the Lord. Is it just for heaven's gain? Or to walk those mighty streets of gold? And to hear the angels sing Is it just to drink from the fountain That never shall run dry Or just to live forever, ever and ever and that sweet old by and by But if heaven never was promised to me 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.